0: Good evening, everyone. Good evening and welcome back. Welcome back to the Portugal podcast. Podcast. Uh, Steve didn't know I was going to start then. I just thought I'd just go no. straight into <laughs> I'd go straight into it. Normally, normally, Steve and I at the beginning of these podcasts, we have a little bit of a banter and then we um, start uh, before we actually record. Uh, but and I then, just thought I'd get straight and then into it's like it. Three, two, one. Press the record button. <laughs> three, two, one, Steve. <laughs> you ready? How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. How are you? Steve's sitting in Sydney in his bedroom. He's got his cot in the background. We should explain the scenes we're in. Steve's got his cot in the background. He's got a beautiful lamp in the corner. The sun's coming in. It looks like a beautiful day there. I'm in... It's cold. I'm in cold. Don't talk about cold. I'm in London in spring, and yesterday was freezing. It was pouring down with rain. Uh, it's pretty right. miserable. Um, I'm going to introduce you and I to all the listeners, Steve, because I always forget to do this and I know there's a lot of new listeners coming onto the podcast. Um, people have told me that they've just found found the Porsche Good Podcast and it's taken them a while to find it and they've found it and they're really enjoying it. So my name is Michael Bath. Um, I'm in London um, from Sydney and Steve is in Sydney. We both have 997. Steve has a GT3 and I have a Carrera, just a base, just an ordinary, boring base. soon to be a gt3 soon to be a gt3 um i got in trouble i want to i just want to say a couple things i got in trouble last week um nick uh nick who has been on owner stories the very first owner stories nick uh, my friend in the uk steve last week when i was mentioning the 997 owners (laughs) i completely forgot nick um and i know i forgot other people I mean, I felt really, really bad And Nick, I know you're listening And and I know I said this to you Because I actually saw Nick last night Nick Nick, uh, came up uh, to London Mm. Mm. uh, For his work uh, and he's literally, he's literally staying across the road from, from me here in Canary Wharf. He's staying at a hotel that's just across the road from the flat, um, Steve. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So I met up with Nick last night. We went and had dinner at a place called Ivy Garden here in Canary Wharf. People from London will know what that is. Uh, it was really good. And yesterday was actually uh-huh. the first. Uh, the first indoor dining restrictions were lifted yesterday, Steve. So you could actually oh, right. eat inside. Uh, it's always Bye. good food there. No, it was full. It was so busy. It was busy. It was full. The restaurant was full. Yeah. I was people are down Trying to get out, right? Yeah, yeah. And they gave you a nice complimentary glass of champagne. I'm not really a champagne drinker, but I enjoyed it. Um, yep. So that was good. It was a good end to the day. Uh, today was a shitty day, but last night was good. But anyway, yeah, I, good. I just want to apologize to all the people who have 997s. And I know there was a few, and I know I mentioned <laughs> some, and I left quite a few out. Um, and I also left the people out who have had 997s before their current 911. Um, it was oh. just one of those things where I just said it off the cuff. But I felt bad because, uh, you know, <laughs> Nick being number one in the Porsche Cooled owner stories and a friend, I didn't actually say that he had one. So, sorry, Nick, once again. Um, Steve, what's going on? Mm. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Oh, Porsche Cooled. Porsche Cooled Patreon. Let me just do a shout out. And you can get your thoughts together and tell me about that drive you went on because um, Marco yeah, cool. Marco shared some images with me on Instagram and it looked um, made me very envious again. Mm. <clears throat> I just want to do a shout-out to two new Porsche Cooled members on Patreon. Uh, Patreon, like I said, uh, we don't have ads in this podcast. We don't have sponsors. Um, we literally just... Um, we literally just survived from, from Patreon. Yeah, we're, we're in we're in it for the for the for the love. We're not in it for the money. But we do have a Patreon account, and Patreon, if you don't know, is a place where you can join Porsche Cool and you can um, pay a small amount every month, from two to ten dollars a month, and uh, you get some benefits for that. And one of those benefits is a shout out on the podcast when you join. Uh, so we've had two members, uh, Simon, um, Simon. Left a left a, a comment, Steve, on in YouTube on a youtube on the YouTube uh-huh. video on the weekend. Uh, Simon's been uh-huh. a subscriber of my channel for some time. He said he remembers me from the TechArt days, the TechArt video. Um, so thank you, Simon. Thank you for joining Porsche Cooled. Um, much appreciated, Steve. <laughs> you still got those wheels? <laughs> huh? Yes, I still have those you still wheels. Still those
1: wheels?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about the wheels last night, and the wheels. Uh, if the listeners forget oh. about these wheels, I've harped on about them so much i have a pair of anyone in the uk that wants to buy them or anyone in australia 20 inch Techart wheels i think they fit they fit a carrera 997 carrera Tecarte formulas yep. yeah they're formula wheels and they're in a special they were a special order color which i can't remember but i contact contacted tech remember to find out the color of the wheel to try and get the Mm. caps to match and they actually told me the wheel. Mineral silver, I think it's called. Mineral silver, but it was a special order colour, he said, which they can't do anymore due to the chemicals um, used to make the colour. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) But I had them for sale on, I actually had them for sale for about, I think it was two and a half thousand or two thousand Australian dollars on Porsche Club Mm. and on Gumtree in Australia. Uh-huh. Um, and I, have a, I had a guy that was interested in them actually and he's contacted me I think three times now and said, are you, when are you back in Sydney? Um, uh-huh. And I said to him, look, you know, I'll be back hopefully. Well, I said June and now in it's going to be not June. <laughs> yep. But um, I'm willing to give those wheels away at a very low price for someone just to take them off my hands when I come back to Sydney because they're taking up room in my storage um, and they come with tires that are only, you know, um, I think the tires are 10 years old. So but they come. Only 10 with, years old. Yeah. <laughs> They come equipped with continental, whatever they are, whatever the tire was that fitted that rim at the time when I bought the car. Um, yeah. But the wheels are perfect, and they got the Porsche caps, as you know, and they're perfect. So uh, to answer your question, Steve, nice yeah, wheels. I quite they, like them. You know, I looked at an image the other day again hmm. of the car. I was looking through old images trying to find a thumb for last week's podcast, actually, and uh-huh. I thought, you know, they're not, they're not terrible. You know what I mean? They look. There's, there's no, one no, no, picture they're... of them on a certain angle, and they look pretty cool. You know what I mean? Because, look, you can't go wrong with a, um, a
1: five-spoke wheel that's got a bit of a dish on it. Um, admittedly, because they're 20-inch, I think they're too big for a, a 997, but they do look cool. And that sort of
0: kind of slightly grey anthracite colour is quite cool, too. It's nice. Yeah, the colour was really good. And you know what? You're right. If they were 19s, I think uh. they came in 19s. I Yeah, if they were 19s, I would have, they probably would have been okay. Um, but you remember mm. when I switched them to the lobsters, to the lobster claws, the lobsters are better. And I said better. to you, the ride yeah. was so much, the car just felt better. I don't know what yeah. it was, but it felt it, it steered better. It just felt better.
1: Yeah. The, but those, those formula wheels, um, I've said this before, we're, they were all the rage when I had a 993, when I, when I had a 993 and I was trawling through Renlist all the time, um, few people put them on 993s and then um, they were definitely around with 996s and they do look quite good they have got a nice wheel i'm sure the i think Techart stuff's quite well made as well being a german kind of company so
0: yeah i like um, TechArt.
1: they're good quality i mean i yeah. think
0: you told me at the time they were quite expensive wheels too mm-hmm. i think you said oh, yeah. to me they weren't yeah, yeah, they yeah. weren't a cheap they weren't a cheap rim no 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 so, um yeah. let me just one more so there's one more member of Porsche cooled um and that's craig um, craig uh, Well, (laughs) I'm pretty sure it is Craig, but I'm pretty sure Craig is, and I don't like to mention people's last names when I do the shout-out because just for privacy, but Craig joined, and Craig is P997.1. Craig was on a previous owner stories, uh, and Craig has also joined uh, Porsche Cooled Cooled as well. So thank you, Craig. Appreciate it. Um, Go, Craig. Go, Simon. Craig, we're going to catch up when when we're back in Sydney. Craig's one of the people that wants to go for a drive with us, which will be cool. Looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. Um, But like I said, if you want to support the podcast, Porsche Cooled, uh, what is it? No, it's not. It's patreon.com. <laughs> what am I talking about? Patreon.com slash Porsche Cooled. Or you just go to patreon.com and you search Porsche Cooled. It comes up and then you just click on it. You join and you um, commit to the membership. And that's about it. Not much more cool. you have to do. <sighs> Wheels. Steve. You know what I, I was uh, I was saying? I was telling someone on Instagram. I was talking to someone on Instagram about it. I was chatting to someone about it. Well, maybe I was talking to Nick about it last night. You know, I've got this idea in my head and it's a stupid idea and I think it's your fault because Good. you're talking about getting your second set of wheels. <laughs> no, seriously. Yep. So now I'm looking at the, you know... The I've got a second set of wheels. Yeah, I know. So, you know, you've got I that idea in my head. Second set of tires, that's all. And then all of a sudden Instagram keeps showing me, I must have done a search for it and they keep showing me 997s with goddamn, you know, sport classic Fuchs type wheels on them. You know, those uh, wheels. You mentioned that after
1: we finished recording last week. Um, Literally, so literally a week ago, then you sent me a text sort of saying, oh, sport classics are quite cool, aren't they? It's like, yeah, they're my favourite wheels for a nine hundred and ninety-seven.
0: I remember at the time you told me to get those instead of getting the lobsters. I remember you said, why don't you get those Mm. instead? And I said, they're too expensive. Mm. But I thought, you know, if I can clear out the space of the tech arts and then I have room Mm. behind my car space to actually, you know, I don't know. Do I, the thought has crossed my mind that you order to be, I, I kind of like the idea of having having them. They're pretty cool. I reckon as time goes on,
1: they'll be harder to get a hold of as well, as with everything.
0: Yeah, I was thinking maybe I could just buy the rims and just put them and just store them and then just put them on when I feel like it.
1: Hmm, exactly. That's the, oh, <laughs> you, you mean like what I'm doing because I'm an idiot. <laughs> so I'm not the only idiot. I mean, I kind of get it if you kind of need the have the need for summer and winter tires, or you've got track wheels or whatever else. But just sort of having a set just to kind of switch in and out like a pair of shoes. Mm,
0: Maybe I could do that. Yeah, Maybe I could have some race summer race tires and the the Pilot Sport twos on my lobster claws, and I put the Cup twos on the, on the Sport Classic wheels. Mm-hmm. Do it. How much are they worth? Do you know? <sighs> I don't know, probably five. I don't know, probably a lot. I haven't even looked. Yeah. I haven't even looked. I, um, I, I don't think know when occasionally
1: you can... occasionally when they've popped up, um, I've sent you links to it. Um, trying to bait you, trying to spend your money again. Um, <coughs> yeah. Hello, Ajmal. But, um, <laughs> but, yeah, like I said, I suspect they're going to be harder and harder to find. I bet you they're not sort of manufacturing them anymore,
0: but... Speaking of Ajmal, you know, anyone who's listening that hasn't been to um, Flat Cap Driver on YouTube and Flat Cap Driver on uh, Instagram, especially on YouTube, go to YouTube, watch Ajmal's videos because I I tell you, he's, you know, I said to him, he's a man of style. He really is. He, that, in that 912, he just has it all going on. Ajmal, I know you're listening. You just, it just, (laughs) you just have it all going on. Except every time when I'm watching you, he watching him in that last video in the seat and you can see his driver's seat just goes... Like it's gonna go back. Like, yeah. Perhaps <laughs> uh, you should fix that one. Yeah. And, and, and the and no the seat, seat belts. The no seat belt thing is a bit scary. Yeah. But it does look very, very cool. Um what else? What else? Uh that's Patreon. Uh Portugal Owner Stories. Um it's it's Tuesday night here. Uh today, um, we always record Friday's episode on, on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning where Steve is in Sydney. So I'm gonna tell you guys, you know, like you know, the, the sweat that I go through for this podcast sometimes. But today I had the most nightmarish situation with um my, the Porsche owner stories, which I felt really bad because uh, Simon's stories is a great story. It didn't go up on time. Apple didn't – the feed didn't go through to Apple. It was a problem with Podbean that I have my podcast on. I fixed up the problem. It, it updated it. I was just telling Steve before we recorded it. it updated it with every other podcast host, Google, iHeart, Amazon, you know, everywhere, Stitcher everywhere else you can get it, which is everywhere. Um, mm. but Apple still hasn't refreshed the feed. Uh, and I go into Apple, Steve, I go into podcast connect, which is where I can manage the podcast on Apple. And it mm. refreshed it at, you know, twelve fifty three today, which was after the, which was before I found out what the problem was, which I updated on Podbeam, but it hasn't been pushed through to Apple yet. Apple's not refreshing their feed. So it's such a nightmare. So it's still not on Apple. Hopefully when you guys are listening to this podcast on Friday, it is on Apple. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this. Maybe it will just be
1: a day late. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but they they also they also archived five of my early episodes as well. The really early ones Mm. before you came on, they've archived those, which is a really annoying, you know. They were the best, mate. Yeah, they were the best episodes. (laughs) The twenty-two minute ones where I'm talking to myself. Tasha says, Uh, How did you talk to yourself for twenty-two minutes? I said, I don't know. What are we doing now? (laughs) 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 Um Anyway, Porsche Cooled Owner Stories. I know you haven't listened to it, Steve, and I didn't send it to you because I've been a bit mm. all over the place. Um, I think you'll like it because it's another one. I say this because I know that someone sent me a message during the week and I can't really think it was on YouTube, on Michael Bath YouTube or it was on Instagram, Porsche Cooled. Um, but they were saying that it's mainly – fact, in fact, it was an Apple review, which I'm going to get to in a second. I think it was on an Apple review that we mainly talk about 996s and 997s. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I read it actually, I can't even remember um, And you know, we should talk about other sort of Porsches Other types of Porsches I don't have any other Porsches <laughs> Yeah, well we do talk about other ones But that's what Owner Stories is all about You know what I mean? Owner Stories yeah. is to bring in that different element And which it has It's brought in that different element It's brought in a different, you know People talking about different cars So that's what Owner Stories um, was about Because Steve and I own a 997 Anyway, well, I like the story you want to talk about a McCann Yeah, yeah, don't talk about that Well, no I think Ashmal would like to hear that, but maybe you just tell him in person. <laughs> um, so um, Simon this week is a really good one. And Simon reached out to me. Simon's in Adelaide. Uh, and those people who know about Australia, Australia Adelaide uh, held the F1 for many, many years. It's got a really, really strong um, car culture, really enthusiastic hmm. car culture. Every time I look at cars on car sales, which you guys know is the car side in Australia, Steve, you know this as well. There's always mm. in, in Adelaide, and I said this to Simon in the podcast, they always seem to be great cars come up in Adelaide, whether they be Porsches yeah. or Ferraris and rare ones and well looked after ones and low kilometer ones. I don't know. That's what there's I a, thought anyway. Yeah.
1: There's a large Porsche kind of community in Adelaide, and there must be lots of rich people out there or something that
0: they like all the good cars tend to kind of flock to Adelaide for some strange reason. Yeah. Area and they've got great roads there too I, yeah. I've only ever been through Adelaide I haven't actually stayed there for long I'd like to go down there one day and have a proper look at it you know what I mean um, I know my brother went there and he loved it he thought it was really, a really great place but Simon's yeah, story is a great um, you've been there? yeah I, I worked on the Mitsubishi account back in the day and
1: um, they had the factory <laughs> had the factory out there and I remember going down there to go for a drive in a car that they were about to launch what was it? magnet oil drive
0: all right, my dad owned the a Mitsubishi. Percent. He loved Mitsubishis. Yeah. He loved the. He had a Mitsubishi Lancer.
1: <laughs>
0: mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, no comment. All right, so Simon, uh, you know Simon, it's a good story. I'm not going to give it all away, uh, but go and have a listen to it. His father had a 82 928 S when he was a kid. You know, he remembers that sound. I think he was about four or five. He remembers the sound of it coming into the into the driveway, the rumble of the exhaust. Uh, you know, and and pretending to drive it in the garage for his dad. So he's got that memory stuck in his head. I mean, he went through Mm -hmm. quite a few Japanese cars before he landed at a Porsche, Steve. I mean, he had a Supra, Mm -hmm. a a Japanese import Supra, a rare Supra. I think he shared Mm -hmm. a Honda with his brother. Uh, He also owned a Lotus Exige. I think it was a cup. I think he said it was a cup. I hope I haven't got that wrong, Mm -hmm. Simon. I've always Um, wanted to have a go on a Lotus. Yeah. So he had that. And then he actually bought the Lotus Exige before... He was going to buy a GT3 and then he Mm -hmm. chickened out, as he said, and he bought the Lotus because he was worried about the maintenance costs of the Porsche. So he had the Exige for a while and then he eventually bought his first Porsche, which was a 996 GT3. And the guy that owned it was a local buyer in Adelaide. I'm giving away the whole story here. I better cut this short so people don't give the whole story away. But Uh it was set up for the track. The guy had done a lot of work on it. It was a Uh well-looked-after example, but he'd set it up for for track days. And that's what Simon Uh wanted. He wanted to do track days in it. He wasn't scared of Uh taking his um, GT3 to the track, Steve. Uh (laughs) Mm-hmm. And then he's doing track days and his friends have got GT3s and then, you know, they started getting cup cars and then he thought, uh, you know, maybe I, then obviously it was inevitable that he was going to get a cup car. Um, yep. So he waited, I think it was waited for a couple of years and then he came across this cup car uh, on a website, oh, actually the website that I sent you the other day that um, yep. James at Porsche Platts's, um cup yep. cars for sale. I think that's where um, yep. Simon bought his too. Um, yeah, and right he had, yep. yeah, have you seen that site before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it called again? 125?
1: Mm, 205 or something like that. It's yeah. a it's sort of for um track cars and track gear and all that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah. Um. And then he um he got a cup car a two thousand and three cup car. Uh. Same same year as uh James of Porsche Platz uh Fitzgerald Cup car. I think they raced in the same series, the inaugural uh, Carrera Cup Series in two thousand and three. Um. Mm-hmm. And then he's been enjoying that. And then I think it was only this year he felt the need that, you know, he might, he felt the need for a road going GT3 again, so to speak. So he bought a 996.2 Club Sport GT3, which he's kept pretty much stock. I think he's going to do a couple of things to it, but this is going to be the one. He's not going to take it on the track. This is just for for enjoying the roads. And that's the one that I put on the podcast. He's got a cool plate as well. Um, but it's a really okay. good story. Sweet. Hopefully, it'll be up on Apple by the time you guys are listening to this podcast and you guys have listened to it. But make sure you go and check out Simon's Instagram as well, at Nut 9 number nine, at Nut 9 Go over there, give him a follow, tell him you heard his story on Porsche Cool. What else, Steve? Cool. Tell me about the drive. You went for another drive with Marco. How's his turbo looking? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, good, good. I don't think he's done much to it apart from clean the absolute bejesus out of it. Um, I believe. Um, oh did the paint look better? No, it always looked good. It's got a few stone chips and stuff
0: on it, but you know, what do you expect for a twenty year old car? I meant shinier. Um, Sorry, not better, I meant shiny. It looks shinier.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um Mark is a meticulous man, so um I think he's kinda <laughs> going going through it all. But he's still got his um he's still trying to diagnose his um rubbing issue. He's the <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the tires are rubbing on the um, wheel arch liners, but I thought it was—I thought it was on the front when he told me, but it's actually in the rears, which is kind of odd. So, um, might mean a tire uh, ride height readjustment or something like that.
0: All right, but, so he still um, hasn't. It doesn't feel like that has to be done quickly. The rubbing.
1: Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think he's been driving it heaps. Um, you know, like I keep sort of. Um, joking to him that I'd be sort of driving every day in the thing if if I'd um gotten gotten that car but yeah I think he's been busy at work and um had some other sort of stuff going on so I don't think he's been driving a great deal um how many miles in it
0: uh 40
1: something 40,000 wow
0: that's good isn't it yeah that's good
1: yeah no Simon
0: um um, Simon that I spoke to for owner stories I only spoke to him a couple of weeks ago I think it was only recorded a couple of weeks ago Um, he knew Mm. of that car and he said that was a really good one that Turbo was a good oh, okay. one. People had noticed it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, right. Because it went so quickly as well. Marco didn't waste any time. I don't actually know because he didn't tell me
1: um, sort of straight away. How long was it advertised for? How long was it up on I Cars I don't think Island? it was
0: very long. It wasn't only about a week or so, wasn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's cool. Pretty, pretty, not very long at all, but it's yeah, good. Yeah,
1: he told me – we were talking about it again. He told me that the um, – the owner um, had quite a few calls, but Marco, I think, was the first person to go and see it in person. Um, and, you know, the owner had suggested that he'd gotten quite a few calls and a few offers over the phone. But um, there's obviously nothing like um, taking somebody seriously when they actually turn up to kind of have a look at the car and talk face to face.
0: Yeah, it's true, isn't it? I mean, you just have to, you can't waste time. Well, if you're time. in the same state, it's easy. Yeah. If you're in the same state, yeah, that's a problem. You know, when you find something that's not in the same state and then you have to try and organize yeah. it, it's not easy, is it? Yeah, which is what I did. Uh, Simon, I'll just go back to owner stories. Simon's car that yeah. he has, he, it was uh, he had to act fast as well. I won't give away the story, right. actually. You should, But I, I'll just tell the listeners to make sure they go and listen to it. But he had to act fast as well for that reason because it was, you know, it, it could have gone somewhere else and he just got in first and... and, and snapped it up you know what I mean just
1: kind of how I felt and this is before like you know there was the craze that's kind of going on now like um I remember the guy that I um bought my car off I think he was just really surprised that I'd sort of said to him you know like I, I think I kind of took like a thousand dollars off his asking price or something like that and basically said to him like I'll give you the deposit you know this afternoon and I think he just he didn't really know what to sort of say or think. He was like, oh, man, you
0: know, the ad just went up. I was like, yep. And yeah, I, I remember car, you so. told me that. I remember you told me that. But that was a time when it didn't move as quickly, though, was it? You know, five years ago, wasn't it? Five years ago? Uh, longer than that. Um, seven years ago. Seven or eight years, yeah. Yeah, see, yeah. I remember you told me that story. Like, he was a bit, like, hes- he was a bit sort of unsure, wasn't he? Here you are, like, throwing money at him. is obviously, like, yeah. your you're t- You know, and it's like... I'm not sure. Are you real?
1: Well, cause, yeah, it made me think that he, you know, like when you're on the other end of it, it makes you think, oh, does he want to sort of play people off each other and stuff like that? And as it turned out, he was a stand up guy and it wasn't that. I think he was just really taken aback that, you know, his ad, his ad went live at about one o'clock on, um, you know, a Thursday and some idiots sort of rung him about. 15 minutes later and basically asked him a whole bunch of questions rung him again 15 minutes after that and basically you know offered to put a deposit down on it you know pending a ppi so the days when you had money mate yeah exactly <laughs> and now look at me
0: um, um let me let me just so, yeah get are yeah,
1: gone i was gonna say back to the drive with marco um so we just decided to kind of go for a bit of a you know, Sunday morning jaunt, um, went up north this time, up the old pack highway, which was kind of cool. I was trying to remember the route because um, my my other mate um, who bought the 997 GT3 took me to some roads that I actually hadn't... I, I'd been there before, but I didn't know how to navigate, you know, I didn't know how to do it. Um, classic me, you've been in this situation before, I got Marco and I lost, um, but... Was you good need to, to save the a Google Maps
0: there. of it. You need to get. You need to save the Google Maps of it when you're doing it with um, with Robin.
1: Yeah. I oh, look. I plotted it out, kind of thing. But um, yeah. Anyway, Google sent me in the wrong direction. One, one downside was um, there's a big section of the old Pack Highway, you know, after you cross Brooklyn Bridge, yeah. that bit there. Aren't they always and fixing then, up that part? Before you hit Mount White. So that whole section. Oh really? Well see, they've fixed it, but there's loose gravel sitting all over it. Mm. Um which meant that whole section you had to kind of drive at fifty or sixty, you um, know, to not damage anything. And um yeah. I washed my car like a day or two ago and I just had a quick look at it and I've got some chips all over the wheels. So oh, really? not good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, so I'm curious to know whether or not that's it, like, in terms of, like I said, not not fast, like 50, 60 kind of thing, just crawling through that. Mm hmm. Wow. Well, because obviously your wheels are spinning and you're just picking up. You're picking up um, little bits of gravel and stuff and it's just flicking everywhere.
0: That's the time when I got a bit hesitant as well, remember? You remember that time when we went to Wiseman's Ferry, Wiseman's Ferry in New South Wales for Australian listeners, and then we were going to go past where the ferry is and then we are going to go that road. I remember it was all that loose gravel and I had to say to you, look, I don't know if I want to drive on this road. Like I think that was when when I first got the car and it was like the stones were huge and they're like all clicking up and it's like, oh, my God, the car's going to get destroyed. You know what I mean? But I never think about the wheels, the painted wheels.
1: Yeah. So um, I'm curious to know whether or not, though, because I hadn't done that drive in quite some time, um, you know, like as in, you know, maybe a month and a half, two months. Right. Um, whether or not that's it, like whether the construction is done and they're just leaving the road like that or whether there's more work to be done and they're actually going to sweep, sweep the roads and sweep clean it up. up that sort of loose gravel.
0: Probably not, probably not. Because
1: the bitumen's laid. It just hasn't, um, they haven't kind of cleaned, cleaned the surface of it properly.
0: Yeah. See, I don't know what, even if you, you know, daily drive your Porsche, if you don't, you know, you treat it like a car, you are still going to be worried yeah. about stones like that because they do do serious damage, you know what I mean? Like once they mm. hit your yeah. bonnet and hood, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and then yeah, the wheels, yeah. um, you
0: know, so luckily you got that second set of wheels then. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: but fun. it was a fun drive, like really good. Um, you know, I hadn't been out for a little bit, um, so we kind of, uh, we managed to kind of um, open them up a little bit, go for a good, sort of good drive.
0: Yeah, really cool. I mean, it's good because I get to see photos of your car because you never post them on your Instagram and at least I can go to Marco's Instagram and he shares photos with me and he's also posting photos of your car and his car, so, and they're always good yeah, shots. Yeah, mate.
1: Huh? I don't share anything. And they're always good shots. So,
0: if you want to see Steve's car, you just got to go to um, Marco's Instagram, which I'm not even sure what the address is. So, I shouldn't have brought it up. I just want to bring up two <laughs> Apple. I just want to bring up two Apple reviews because you know I like to read up reviews um, for the people that get, make an effort to to go on there and, and do it. And I really hate right. Apple at the moment because they've really fucked me up today, and I really hate them. Um, mm-hmm. Congrats on one hundred. Uh, well done, Michael and Steve, and all the owners' stories contributed contributors. It's a nice milestone to reach. Rest assured, your passion and hard work is much appreciated by a great bunch—a uh, great bunch passionate Porsche crazies. Thank you. And that was from nine nine seven four G T S K S via Apple Podcasts in Italy. And I wanted to read yeah. that one out for you, Steve, because that's Kestas. Um, hey. And Kestas sent me a uh, <laughs> Kestas sent me a message saying that you know it is real it's not photoshopped he is actually driving on those roads in Italy so (laughs) okay he's there yeah
1: (laughs) it was said in jest because it's envious but like it did make me think that I you know if I ever did get on uh, social media I could just um, create a a fake life and I probably could photoshop it all together you could see me driving
0: on the same road if you like yeah (laughs) but it wasn't real so I thought that was quite funny um, and then the other one is if you can't get enough of Porsches uh, this one's a bit longer so <clears throat> this is someone that gave us a four star review and then then upgraded it to a five star review uh, it's Andy oh. W804 uh, US for all those times when you just want to chat with someone about Porsche but can't Michael Stephen the guest fill that void Uh, He said, I gave it four stars because at times I feel that it's too 911 centric. Some discussions about mid-engine cars, transaxle cars, the four-door models, and even race cars. Well, this week's owner story is a race car, so there you go. Uh, Would be nice. Hoping the newly implemented owner stories would diversify the content. Like I said, this is an older review, and he updated the review. And in the update, he said, I upgraded the four-star review to five stars because it's been my favorite podcast. Whether it's owner stories or the regular discussions between Michael and Steve, it's a great listen. Best podcast about Porsches. Thank you so much, Andy. That's a really good review and we really do appreciate it. And like I said, all these reviews, uh, if you go to Apple Podcasts, you give us a rating, you give us a review. It helps us get seen. It helps us on our journey to become the number one Porsche podcast in the world. Steve. Yeah, don't listen to me, Andy. Don't listen, (laughs) listen to the other ones. Don't listen to this one. Steve, I am interested in how you found out, and last week we were chatting about market values of Porsche. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a message from someone on Instagram, uh, Mm -hmm. who I haven't spoken to before, I don't think. Um, And I won't give away his last name, but he'll know who it is. His name's Nick. And I thought it was interesting what he said to me. But before we get Mm. to that message, I just want to go to the fact is, how did you find out the Leonard Collection happened? Um, I was getting messages on Sunday when mm. the auction was ending, and people were looking at the values and, and saying it's crazy how much money some of these cars were going for. Um, mm-hmm. That 911 T that I liked, I think went for 93 grand or something plus right. plus the fee, whatever the fee was. to yep. you know? Was it six, six grand? Six or something? percent, I think. Yeah, six so like or it's close. Mm, yeah. I, th- I thought it was six grand, maybe it's six percent, I but think it, was it was 90 six grand. No, I think was, I think it's six grand. Yeah, six grand. So that's 99,000. 99,000 is about. One hundred eighty thousand aussie which is about one hundred fifty thousand us you know the value of that 911 t for example uh ones -hmm. in the us good ones at european collectibles and good one another good one in italy in the same color they're about Mm -hmm. 110 to 120 so that was pretty high um i don't know about the other ones i'm not really up on the values but what i'm interested steve is you said you you sent me the link um Yep. Who the owner, who Leonard was You found out who Leonard was And, every, and the like question the on everyone's Leonard, lips is yeah. Everyone's trying to find out who Leonard was And you somehow you found it How did you find that? I just uh, was reading a Piston Heads um, thing And
1: pretty much exactly the conversation that we had That um, you obviously taped Which was who, who the hell is this Leonard guy um, That was pretty much the second or third post in On the Piston Heads um, forum And then somebody dug it up somebody oh pardon the pun um somebody somebody mentioned that um they think that it might be this guy and because this guy also um his username for selling was digger and then it's possibly this dude cj leonard who obviously owns a um uh digger you know heavy machinery kind of company blah 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 and he's apparently a really good guy super enthusiastic all that sort of stuff i think somebody else piped up and said that they'd bought a car off him Um, okay so
0: yeah that was a good find i didn't uh, so you found it on piston heads yeah cool because everyone i know a lot of people wanting to know and i did a search for it i couldn't find it you know just do a normal google search he has a great collection, though. I mean, as we, as I said yeah, to someone else, that's amazing. not all his collection, is it? That's part of his collection, apparently. That's not his whole collection. Yeah. I'm going to misquote it, too, because the
1: obvious, the the next obvious um, question is, like, why are you selling? Um, and I think somebody just said, oh, look, don't quote, don't quote us on this, but um, he's got so many cars and he was just kind of doing a bit of a clean-out, but that might not. That probably is just made up, so.
0: But, um, you know, but yeah, amazing cars. The thing is, though, you're getting rid of – the thing that – what I'd like to know is I'd like to know what other cars he has in his collection uh-huh. Uh-huh. because he's he's got rid of all the a lot of Porsche, right? There's not uh-huh. that many Ferraris in there, right? He's yeah, there he's up Ferraris north, isn't he? he isn't he Yorkshire up. way? I think it was Yorkshire on the auction yeah. that said he was – I saw he would responded to one question. I thought it said it was in Yorkshire. Um, right. I mean, he had the Jamiroquai car, which I think that ended up selling for over $400, did not it? The purple one. The purple the one. one? Yeah. Yep. Like four hundred dollars grand. Um, yep. And someone told me, I think it might have been Nick last night, that Jamiroquai is up that way as well. Um, oh, so okay. someone said, oh, maybe it's someone associated with him, with Jamiroquai, because it was in the same region. I think it's really right. cool, though, that it is just like a hardworking guy that's got this business, you know, it's... You know, it's a trucking mm. business, it's an earth-moving business, and he's got this great car collection. He, he, You know, I think he had pretty good taste what he bought, don't you? I think he had a nice rounded mm. rounded collection. But I'm just wondering what his other cars were, because now he's sold yeah. all those great Porsches. What's in your collection? Yeah. Well, it's just funny. Like, again, it's obviously
1: in a, a, diff- a completely different world to us because you're talking about collectors. But if you've kind of gotten rid of a faience yellow Carrera GT and, you know, yeah two um, 4.0 GT3 RSs and all that sort of stuff like imagine what cars how good the cars are that you've held on to if you were cleaning out and you are kind of
0: getting rid of those ones. Okay, if you've got two GT3 RS 4.0s right, Yeah, you would keep one, right? You would say okay, I'll sell one and I'll keep one. Unless you have three of them (laughs) or you have something else that's like okay, you know, and you get rid of two RSs because what, you've got another one? And you just kept one, yeah. but you've got three? You know what I mean? This would be interesting to see what he's actually left with. That's what I would like to know. Unless you just like, decided, oh, I don't like Porsches anymore. That's it. They're done. I don't, yeah, I don't mean to sound
1: like a kind of tool. And <laughs> like, you know, like I'm sure um, there are people in that ilk of person. Um, actually, I know, I, I know of one. Um, you know, like people like us kind of go, oh, I must be like a wanker and super rich and all of that sort of stuff. Um, not necessarily the case at all, but you know, like, um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, Completely lost my train of thought. You said wanker. Something to do with wanker. (laughs) Uh, What was I thinking? I can't remember. Well, also, like, when you listen to the other sort of slight tangent, if I can remember what I was going to say, I'll come back to it. But um, when you listen to Spike Ferriston talk about um, Jerry Seinfeld and the way that they kind of collect, like, obviously, him and somebody like that David Lee Ferrari collector guy. Yeah. Um, they're obviously super rich, so they can obviously, you know, um, attain whatever car they want. And yeah. I guess, you know, like it's fair, well, we sort of assume that, you know, money is no object, so they can kind of basically just get what they want. But they might, it sounds like if you're in that kind of game, you, if you find a car that might be a better example of the one that you've got or you know whatever then you just kind of yeah. keep sort of swapping them around basically and I guess yeah you probably only have a finite amount of space I think what I was going to say about this Leonard guy is like um, he's clearly not doing it for the money <laughs> it's not like if you've kind of got that type of collection I'm going to take hazard a guess that you're not really kind of worried about it's not well, like you're kind of cashing in, is
0: it? I didn't try to add up all the cars, but I would have to... It must be somewhere in the vicinity of 6 to 8 million that sold on it's, collecting cars.
1: It was
0: 7.3
1: something, I think.
0: So 7.3 uh, million pounds, all right? 7.3 yeah. million pounds. The thing is, it's, it is kind of like a once-in-a-lifetime auction. You know what I mean? Mm. Like if you're someone like you and I and you've come into money, you know, you sold your Bitcoin or whatever, or you've made money out of something... And you uh-huh. think, okay, I want to get three great Porsches. And uh-huh. that auction came up. Like, it's an ideal opportunity, isn't it? You know, you could pick up an RS. You could pick up a, you know, the the, the GT3 RS 4.0. You could pick up a 993 yep. or a 964. You know, like, when you think about it, you know what I mean? Like, if you had a million pounds to spend, you could have picked up three really cool cars. Yep. You know, and I think but, that's, that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing where they're all there. And it's like you've got the selection. And the fact that they had such confidence, Steve, that, you know... They listed at no reserve, and yeah. there was no worry there at all because the demand is so strong, and, you know, you yeah, see... because you they're know, great cars. And they're great cars, and they're hard to come by. Because bike.
1: they're great cars, and I think in a lot of instances, like, there was something about it, whether it was super low miles or
0: um, they yeah. were in really good colours or, you know, something like that. No, it was a well bought I mean, collection. It, I don't know how... I'd be interested... You know, it'd be really good for someone to talk to this guy and find out how long it took him to get this collection, how long, how many years yeah. he put it together right he's obviously a great customer nice. but he's obviously a great customer Porsche I'm sure some of those cars he bought he got them from the dealer and he got them at list you know what I mean for sure yeah but yeah, I just want I to read out the- I just want to read out this comment and I want you to what you think about this this is from a guy called Nick who contacted me through Instagram and I'm not going to mention his oh. last name because you know privacy or whatever um, and he said he sent me a message and he thought it was interesting relating to last week's discussion our discussion you mm. and i had about the market values and he says mm. i've been thinking about the market and prices lately and and i have a the- and have a thesis lots of cat mm-hmm. number 1 lots of cash unspent during covid yes right 2 no more gas cars after 2030 yes 3 tech in cars has gone too far we're all longing for simpler things these are all things we've spoken yes. about on the podcast i thought this is a really good message yeah. 4 yeah. nostalgia <laughs> Yes, and five Gen X mid, midlife crisis.
1: <laughs> yes, and it's
0: like all of but the abo- and all of the above happening at the same time. So you've got this whole market, and I'm sure there's other things. But I thought it was quite it was quite spot on. You know what I mean? Like all these things yeah, are happening, yeah, yeah. and all these things are just pushing up the prices. And also the fact that, as we spoke last week, allocation for new cars. You can't get a new car. Yeah, you know what I mean. Even if you wanted one. Yeah, Even yeah, if you yeah. wanted one. Yeah.
1: What I think say? Um, just off that, there was a Gen, somebody was talking about Gen Ys as well, kind of st- starting to kind of get into it. Um, admittedly, they probably don't have the same sort of money at the life stage of a Gen X, so, you know, that's kind of hitting midlife crisis. I mean, I had my midlife crisis at 28, I think.
0: <laughs> but, um, yeah, like... Um, 30, I think 30 was a midlife crisis
1: yeah anyway but yeah I think gen Jen Weiser apparently kind of starting to get into um the whole sort of car enthusiasm sort of scene as well, yeah
0: yeah, all right, so let's talk about um let's go back here let's talk about that article uh and I first saw this yeah. article, and I think you might have sent it to me, and then I sent you a different one because someone reached out to me, I've yeah. forgotten who it is, as I always do, um that I'd be very excited. It actually could have been um pig monkeys Porsche actually
1: uh-huh.
0: reached out to me. To say you're going to be really excited in 2022, and I told Nick this last night he was excited too, in 2022, um, the PCCM unit for the 997 will be launched by Porsche. Mm-hmm. That was in the article, I think, the one I sent you, wasn't it? It wasn't in the one you sent yeah, me. Yeah, it was. But this is part yeah. of the thing that Porsche's doing. This doing. Um, I don't know. I think the title was Resto Mod Craze Embraced by Porsche. So, I mean, Porsche is getting onto the thing that the so basically, what is it, classic division? Indiv- individual- individualization, classic division um, yeah. to basically the demand to modernize classic cars, well, you know. Um, yeah, um, it was very unclear, was though. I'm not sure what they're actually offering. Was it clear to you?
1: Uh, yeah, because I was about to kind of uh, talk about um, one of the examples of it. So okay. obviously Porsche did a press release because um, like a few of the kind of car sites picked it up. And I'd read it um, somewhere else. You sent me the Piston Heads version. I think I'd read like a Road and Track version or something like that. But I think it's Porsche Classic and uh, Exclusive Manufacture. How do you say that? Um, have kind of gotten together and basically, you they're offering that service where you can uh, bring your port bring your car back to the kind of Porsche factory, and you can have it. Um, Restored effectively, but I mean it doesn't need to be an old one. You know you know like how there's that um, Carrera GT that's been redone with the oh, oak yes. green the oak green paint and then I think it's what color is it Aubergine? Like a yeah, purple kind of interior right.
0: or something? That must have been the start of it then. You think that's the start of it? I, I read it's, someone it's stuff like that, yes. Yeah, so for the listeners who don't who haven't heard about that story, it was a guy in the UK wasn't it from memory I'm not sure. i think not it sure. was the uk who had a carrera gt from new and he wanted the ch- mm. color changed and basically yep. he you shipped the car to porsche he shipped it to germany and they did yep. the full change in the factory so it's completely you know authenticated and you know it's a yep. color change but it's done by porsche um which is yep. pretty cool you know what i mean i I'd hate to think yeah. the cost that cost to send yep. that car there and to do <laughs> exactly. it. exactly but maybe that was their testing ground for it. Um, but obviously the 996 and 997s included, I think they had a picture of a Cayenne that was like slightly done yeah. up, Steve, wasn't it? So it's not just, you know, it's everything. It's like a whole new well, division almost.
1: They've only just started to kind of kick it off cause, and see, so look, um, I'm going to get it completely wrong because exclusive manufacturer is where you can personalise your new order, right? Um, yes. I'm assuming Porsche Classic, is a bit of a restoration type thing. I'm assuming it is. it, it um, obviously deals with kind of classic cars. Maybe it's not resto or I don't know. I'm not quite sure what the distinction of what that service is. Yeah. But um, Yeah, like the the notion of like clearly Porsche aren't stupid. Like, you know, the Singers and, um, you know, Dutchman and the Theon design, there's all of these sort of companies popping up um you know like it's c- coming close supposedly to the end of the um, internal combustion engine so
0: yeah
1: all these kind of people that um love their sort of current car um anywhere from you know 60s to you know current model yeah um people are starting to kind of tinker and porsche are getting on the bandwagon and like pretty much they're going to gazump everybody too because it makes you're sense doesn't to, it you know yeah, what i mean it really does some- make sense if you're going to modify your car or you're going to fix it up, you're going to do anything like who better than, you know, the actual factory
0: yeah. <laughs> um, to kind of go and do the work. And like you said, Singer are doing, you know, cars, Gunther Works are doing cars, but it's not just them. It's all those other companies that are doing parts for Porsche that are doing customization, yeah. body kits, you know, ducktails. all these people that are doing all these things, Steve, you know, yeah. Porsche is probably sitting there and going, well, we can do this and we can do it better. And it's, and it's you know it's got the stamp of approval from Porsche and it's the seal of the, of having it done in the factory. It's all, it's like having it done OEM, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's what I the mean, article it's a said. Bit. But even when they said in that article, it says customers have asked for suspension upgrade kits on older cars already to the extent that that's, that these sort of options are of a higher demand today than they would have been in the past when cars were first sold. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's a good. We can upgrade. You know, we can upgrade. Uh, you, you know, they can upgrade it to, to be better than the original. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, like it's like, like parts like that as well. It's suspension parts. It's upgrading the PASM, they said, on one article I read. You know, it's upgrading. I don't think we're being clear. Like, I think if you – when you sort of read the article, it sort of explains that,
1: yes, a good part of it is um, aesthetics, you know, so like it's – Parts. Retrimming and colour change and all of that sort of stuff. Yes. Um, that sort of said that they will dabble in performance things, but uh, it could be like – you know, use my car as an example. Like yeah. – Uh, My 997.1 GT3 has the very, very first iteration of PASM suspension on a GT3. Um, But I'm assuming, so it's not really active. It's kind of semi-active, even if you can kind of call it that. Well, it's not even active. Like, there's two kind of settings and it doesn't read the road and all that kind of thing. Right. Um, I'm assuming that, for example, I could take my car and send it back and ask them if they could Um, you know, updated to newer shocks, newer technology, and have a crack at, you know, um, updating the suspension. So it's stuff like that, and I'm assuming they'd kind of go nuts with exhausts and wheels,
0: all those sorts of things. All those things, yeah. And when you think about the network and the network that they have, right, I mean, once they start rolling it out, you know, all the Porsche dealers, they might even have special dealers that do more, you know, like they have the classic centres in certain Porsche dealers around the world. Yeah. You know, they start rolling it out. They've got the whole network. You know what I mean? So why not do it? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, look, and I'm sure they're going to be more expensive than taking your car to, like, you know, the the old school kind of tuners and, you know, places like FVD. and um, Look, part of the fun, I think, is kind of custom picking it and doing it yourself. So there probably will be a slightly um, different market, but there there will be the type of person that really does, you know, want, like, um, everything to kind of come from the factory and have a Porsche badge on it.
0: So you could change your brakes to ceramic brakes, right? Could you do that now? Exactly. But you can't do that now, can you?
1: Yeah, I can because my car, like, there was the option of ceramics. Right, so you can
0: do it. So certain things, see, this is the thing where they kind of—it's—it's a bit marketing as well because some of these things they actually have available, but it's the way they package it, isn't it? They're packaging it in a better way. You know what I mean? Because it's it's really—it's an example of ceramics. Yeah. um,
1: You know, like the that if I put what the ceramics it would have been the first generation ceramics and they're again i'm sort of talking out my bum bit, but i don't think they were great like sounded like they were a little bit brittle and they weren't as durable as um you'd like i don't know if that means that if you kind of went to them that well obviously you you don't want first generation ceramics you want current generation ceramics which is what they're
0: saying in the article that you get the most modern it's a modernized yeah modernizing your car with you know the technology today uh, it's you yeah. know the simple thing like the pccm unit you know what i mean i know you a yeah. lot of people think it's expensive and i know you said there's been some issues with it but for me see i would do that you know even though it's 3 grand yeah, i would I do would. it and i was speaking to nick last night nick would do it you know what i mean like yeah. and i know a lot of other people yeah. would do it so it's a great it's a great idea it's 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 a great thing to do i think for sure yeah i'm not sure about with that um pccm plus on a
1: 996 yeah um it looks cool, but I think I just read somewhere that um, a couple of people said that it was a bit glitchy, and um, you know, like because you're paying like four grand by the time you fit it, like four grand Australian, um, which is a lot of money for a you glitchy. Know, from the like people that unit. have
0: installed it, though, or glitchy is the unit. See, this is what I always worried about. People that have it installed. Yeah, like is it the installation oh, that's glitchy, or is no, it the unit that's glitchy? The unit itself. Um,
1: really? You know, and yeah, and look, I think this is going to be a kind of common thing too, because then you go, well, you paid four grand for a factory kind of, you know, piece of equipment. Um, and, you know, like if the software and everything is kind of like a little bit buggy and stuff like that, um, you basically could have paid about $1,200 for the equivalent sort of, you know, mm, Pioneer. But can, or can they Pioneer update unit? the yeah.
0: software, I wonder? Can it be updated? Is it available? Is
1: well,. It in- yeah, of, of course they could, but are they going to spend the money on that? You know, like there's still only going to be a finite number of, um, you know, units they're going to sell, but I don't know. Interesting. Was there anything Very else interesting.
0: interesting in. I don't know, that article on piston heads, they seem to have lots of pictures of Cayans that are done up, you know, as in, uh, what do you call it? I just watched that Matt Farrow video today on Haggerty's, um, the modified mm-hmm. one, where he's driving, and I can't remember the name of the company, um, where they modify oh, the. the uh? They modif- the, um, modify the Cayans.
1: Oh, I haven't seen that one. They I look pretty cool actually, but the, I was just,
0: um, yeah. But just looking at Porsche and having the Cayans, like that's a, the, I think the, the thing was that you can pick them up so cheap so cheaply and he's talking about, I think they're diesel ones they modify. Um, I don't know what yeah. they do to the engine. I, I don't know whether, I don't think it was electric, but the thing is something electric, the, the name of the company. Um, it's
1: like the um, Trans-Siberia. Um,
0: type cayenne yeah and they, one of those was for sale recently I saw it was really they're really expensive they're pretty cool looking yeah, you know? yeah um,
1: not my kind of cup of tea but anyway uh,
0: what else what was the other thing you told um, me about the Pegasus the, the guy on Instagram
1: yeah so it's funny because like um, you and I have this sort of little running kind of apple notes that we sort of share just you know like when we find things that we potentially could um, mention on the podcast so this has actually been sitting on there for a little while and yeah. um, so when this when this kind of I do follow him actually yeah this release of um, uh, the classic and manufacturer I don't know I don't I wish I'd know how to say that anyway um, was released um, there's a picture of it somewhere in one of the press releases and there's a guy called Robert Linton who is really well known in the Porsche community um, if you get on Renlist. Um, I remember back in the day when I had 993, he was posting on there. Um, right. And the man, uh, he must be an engineer or something like that because he always references F1, um, sort of F1 technology and stuff like that. Right. Um, his what? car that he recently... So he recently... Had a red Pegasus, you know, the Mobile One Pegasus, hand painted onto the door of his GT2 RS, his black GT2 RS. Onto the door? How big? Just like the sticker, the same way that you'd expect.
0: um, Wow, that's some um, dedication. He had it painted on?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And, you know, he went through the process. If you go back through his Instagram posts, you'll sort of see him kind of showing, you know, the different shades of red. Um, they sort of did some test paints like they found like a particular artist to kind of do it because it's all hand painted right same way similar to the way that i think ferrari chris you know you can kind of get that option which is hand painted but you never you would never seen this on a porsche before and this uh was obviously one of the first examples of this particular kind of service being offered by porsche right um then it just sort of was a segue to this Robert Linton guy who's just like an animal. He's just a complete freak because um, he's got some amazing cars. He's got like a, uh, what is it, the GS America, um, which is sort of fairly rare. He's got a 911 R. Right. A GT2 RS. Wow. But what he does is that, um, so he's obviously um, very enthusiastic. He's obviously kind of um, of reasonable kind of wealth as well, but... Um, if you just go go and find him on Renlist and Instagram and everything and then follow his stuff but he basically re-engineers like the brake calipers to I can't remember what it is I'm going to misquote it but it's like some exotic material like beryllium I think it is right and it's only used in like F1 or it was banned from F1 um, tech like from a few years ago so he basically kind of uh, takes all these parts and then re-engineers them to save weight so so the last thing I saw was um, was it titanium? I think he's taken an anti-roll bar right. and re- remodeled them in um, exotic materials. Okay, so
0: well, that's pretty cool. It's really
1: interesting. So yeah, Robert Linton, like obvious... Robert
0: Linton, like I said, I do follow him on Instagram. I, I had when you mentioned it, I thought, oh, I do actually follow him. So.
1: yeah, you notice that um, like all the kind of sort of real sort of Porsche heads are following him as well, and then. Um, just to try to kind of semi I, I'm, I'm babbling this morning but um, <laughs> semi kind of yeah try to explain who this guy is like I found his um, go and look at the 911 R uh, thread that he's got on Renlist okay. and it's 30 something pages long it's 34 oh, really? pages long yeah and it goes through all the different little pieces that he's basically kind of bit by bit replacing on his car wow And it's pretty astounding, like, all in the name of uh, saving weight.
0: Wow. So I it's, haven't it's seen really that. I saw the parts and stuff on his Instagram, and I, I, but I didn't really go back that far, and I, I haven't seen the Renlis thread, so I would definitely check that out. Hey, you know there's that name for classic manufacturer, and I always say there was an, they're the other name in the 70s that they mm. used? It's in that article. Oh,
1: Sunder, But I can't pronounce it. Sunderwunch
0: like or something. special, And yeah. it basically means special request program. Special wishes. Yeah. yeah, special request they said in this, but special wishes. And that was the name of exclusive manufacturer before it was exclusive manufacturer. It was called Sunderwunch or Sunderwinch. Those who speak German are laughing at me now because that's completely messed up the pronunciation. Um, But, you know, this gets me on, Steve. This gets me on to something, and I know, you know, we don't have anything to say, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Mm. This special program, would you get anything for your car? Would you use Porsche to do stuff? (laughs) That was going to be my question for you.
1: So, like, if you had the money (laughs) and you were going to go and uh, do something,
0: what would you do? Or Would Um, you do it? Would I do it? Would you upgrade? Your, uh, okay. They say, okay, we've got new shock absorbers that are the latest ones that are on the new GT3, and you can have them on your car, which are probably yeah. just KWs yeah. or something. You would do it, right? Things like I that you would do.
1: The th- okay, like just for the sake of, you know, conversation and just for the fun of it, yeah, I reckon the thing that I would do on my 997 GT3 would be the suspension. be good to kind of have suspension that is a little bit more kind of supple but still, you know, kind of nice and firm. I don't find the the ride in my car particularly hard, but um, I think it obviously could be progressed.
0: They would offer that. They would do that the whole... It would be the whole system, though. They'd probably have the suite. It'd be everything. Could would be integrated. It'd probably cost a fortune.
1: Yeah, and it probably would come from anti-racing, um, I suspect. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, like, yes, I'd do that. And the other thing that I quite fancy is... Um, White wheels. I really like that woven... You know, like that woven leather that was in the um, sport classic?
0: Yeah, and I don't have we brought this up before? I, I think I'm What's going it? crazy because mm. I don't know why. I've never really seen a really close up photo of that before. Or I haven't really taken much notice of it. For some reason I thought yeah. it was just pepita fabric. No. Oh man, when you see that close up, that detail is just so beautiful, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I'm assuming that's where Singer stole it from. Yeah. And look, you know, like it's probably stolen from somewhere else. Sorry, referenced, to be So this kind, is but... in
0: – I saved the image of it, actually. I saved the image yeah. of it for inspiration because I looked at it and I thought, well, I'm never going to be able to get a Sport Classic, but maybe I could do the seats. So I've got the yeah. picture of it. You know, I'm looking at the picture now um, on my screen. And mm. if you haven't seen it, to all the listeners, if you haven't seen it close up, just do a search for um, Sport Classic and – and look at the seats. And it's literally leather. It's it's woven, isn't it? It's leather woven yeah. with white white thread or beige or cream thread. Um, yeah. And it's so intricate. It's such a beautiful seat. Like, it really is a beautiful, beautiful seat.
1: Most, I think most people spec their singers with a lot of that type of thing. And it's not, like, I d- I'm going to mispronounce this, but um, Bottega Veneta?
0: Bottega Veneta. Like, um, Bottega. you know, the
1: luxury handbag
0: kind of brand. Yeah, I know
1: um that's their sort of trademark kind of thing which is similar
0: yeah it's a little bit like it a little bit woven like potato, yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah singer definitely ripped it off that's for sure um i think it'll be just
1: inter- mm? what
0: would you do pccm really um, that's it <laughs> pccm i don't know what else i do it depends what they have it depends what they have i'd have to look well, through it I have you to can know. ask Yeah,
1: but I'm assuming the point is that you can sort of tell them what you kind of want and they will make your dreams come true. You think,
0: I think they'll have it quite Mm. regimented at first. I think they'll keep it quite narrow. Don't you until they can see what they, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how they do it. Like how you actually find out about it. Do you have to go to a dealer? Is it online? You know, how do you find out about it? You know what I mean? Like Uh, how can you?
1: So when you look at that Robert Linton example, his car went to Germany.
0: (laughs) Yeah. See, that's the problem, you know, like I'm, if it mm. starts in Germany and it only starts in Germany and main dealers in the US, I mean, if you're in Germany, I guess it's okay. But you know, if it's going to be done outside yeah, of Germany, sure. it has to be done in dealers, right? So, like the classic thing where how Porsche Melbourne is got is a classic, you know, restoration place. Um, mm. Porsche Sydney is it isn't? I don't think it's only Porsche Melbourne. Um, right. So, I mean, I guess they pick certain dealers to do it. But I guess this comes yeah, onto sure. the wheel thing too. You know, you could pick whatever wheel you want. You know your new mm-hmm. car so you can get the lighter weight wheels and and stuff. Um I mentioned to Steve, I just told the listeners, Steve, I mentioned to Steve before mm. we started the podcast, is like, I don't know why it came into my head, because I keep I saw a GT3 that someone had transformed on Instagram. They had a before picture mm. and an after picture and they had white wheels on it, Steve. I think it was a 991. Which,
1: um, 991, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a
0: 991 and they transformed it from black. I think they must have put a wrap on it and it was a different colour and it had white wheels. And I know there's yep. a lot of Instagrammers with Lamborghinis that put white wheels.
1: Yeah, white well, wheels are becoming a bit of a thing even They're... though you've been joking about it, right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> you've been joking about them, but they are a real trend. And my my question, and I don't know whether the yes. listeners reach out to me on Porsche Cool Instagram, but we don't really know, but wheels... The color of wheels and the trend for colors of wheels. I mean, it's a trend, right? So it's like a fashion. Mm -hmm. You know, we know that, you know, in watches, for example, Steve and I both know being, you know, watch fans, um, the blue face watches and anyone that collects watches would know this, blue face watches and green face watches are a bit of a trend at the moment. They've been a trend for a while, right? Um, Gold watches are starting to be, full gold watches are starting to come back as a trend. You know what I mean? Where everyone thought they're really tacky, they're not so tacky anymore. Um, And I think brands like, um, Patek and 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 that have actually improved that. You know what I mean? Two, but what two tone was a thing? Sorry,
1: can I just ask? Yeah, two tone. Slight tangent. Two tone, like golden, golden stainless or golden white, um, Rolexes. Like, yes. that came back for a little bit, didn't it?
0: I think it's still or back. It still a thing? No, I think it's still back. I mean, like Natasha's, um, Natasha's my wife's watch. Root beer. Yeah, the root yeah. beer. We'll call it nickname. The root beer. Yeah, two tone Rolexes in in watches were a bit of a were kind of a little bit daggy for a while there. they all wanted them, did they? It was like the poor man's gold watch, really. Um, no. but they really did change with the rose gold one with the root beer. That but this was, is like uh, wheels like my dad's My dad's That's,
1: got one. Like, you he? know, my dad's 70 something, you know, and back in the day, like, you know, for, uh, I think if you were going to buy a Rolex like, of his yes. age, um, it was like a, a two-tone sort of thing. It's like, that's so heinously ugly.
0: <laughs> I always used to joke, and, and people that don't run into yeah. Rolex watches will not probably know what I'm talking about, and you'll know, Steve. I used yeah. to always joke about Datejusts and Oyster Perpetuals because I always thought yeah. they were daggy Rolexes. And I remember a yeah. friend of mine in Sydney said to me, well, that's where Rolex make all their money. And until I went to uh-huh. Bahrain, I didn't realise the extent of, of, of seeing a case full of Datejust Rolexes. Mm-hmm. And the variations in them are just mm-hmm. insane. You know what I mean? Date Just yes. and the other yep. one. Always to perpetual and Date Just, wasn't it? And the variations yeah, yeah. and how many people buy them. You know? Yep. And now, you know, this is this is what happens with, you know, trends. You know I really do like the Date Just forty one. I think it's a really nice watch. The blue one, you know, it's a really nice watch. Um, and I would mm-hmm. never have looked at a Date Just. They've got you, and it's like wheels. They've got you because it's
1: just like yeah. You it, it, no, it and I want to get like, onto
0: the wheel thing. You know, the wheel thing. What yep. determines the color of a wheel? What determines the color of the wheel? Now, you know, Porsche do this bronzy gold color. You know, um, you know, white is a big thing with with tuning companies and people doing their own wheel colors. I don't think Porsche is. You know, they haven't yet put anything on a modern white one. They put it on the what was it? Um, RS, talking. right? Yep red uh, wheels
1: for for later yeah yeah are,
0: are the colored wheels going to come back are the red wheels you know red painted wheels are you going to have red wheels on your porsche you know like on your gt3 you know you got a white gt3 mm-hmm. red wheels will look great on the gt3 mm-hmm. but what determine you know what determines this you know I, this is what i was trying to think and i was trying to do a search for it and i i, I got interrupted because we had to start but mm. you know it's like fashion, right? Everything comes around. And even like my wheel, how I did it in two-tone with the silver lip and whatever, your wheels on your uh-huh. GT3 with the silver lip and black, right?
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: Why is it silver lip and black? Why are they gold? Why are they bronze? Why are they white? You know, what's determining well, this? Why do the manufacturers determine this? Now, is it, is it determined by the color that they bring their cars out for that generation? Or is it determined by something to do with racing heritage? I reckon
1: white wheels will reference, will be a motorsport thing, like rally cars that I can think of like a lot of rally cars that had kind of white wheels. God knows why you pick white.
0: But Um, why does the GT3 RS 997 have, No, 4.0 has white wheels, doesn't it? The other one has coloured wheels. See, I don't understand why. Only the white ones did and it
1: was an option. It wasn't wasn't a standard kind of thing. It was just the option to kind of do it. Um, It's fashion, it's marketing, I reckon. I reckon that that's what your answer will be it'll be it'll be dictated by the designer at the time probably sort of suggests stuff and they will have a reason why they'll reference sort of something it might be historical it might be a kind of fashion trend kind of thing like as an example you know the reason why your wheels has a silver rim um but a, a platinum center and yep. mine are black and to me that's sort of like a reference to a fixed wheel um but it's right. because so it's going like, back to
0: the heritage, which is classic heritage, the racing was
1: heritage. Polished yeah, polished alloy, and then the centre was painted, you know, a painted centre. It was yep. a black painted centre um, with my car. That's why I, I did it and yep. why I like it. Um, to me, it sort of says something like that. But
0: even, Steve, the trend of black wheels. You know, you think about the trend of black wheels and how it just went crazy, you know? Mm. Everyone had silver chrome wheels, silver wheels, and everyone's got black wheels. You know, it just went like yeah. insane, like every white car had black wheels. Just like
1: anything in popular culture, like probably also there was, you know, some American rapper or it was but, some idiot like Drake or but, but <laughs> somebody the thing gone is, and painted their wheels yeah. matte black and then everybody else wants to but do But the it, gold, so.
0: you know, that Aaron is it? What is the color they call it? The Porsche color? Aaron. Aaron, yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Sometimes it looks good. It really depends on the color of the car. I mean, I saw that a better picture mm. of the 25th anniversary Boxster the other day, you know, yeah. on Instagram actually. And you know, the wheels yep. on that look good. The colouring looks pretty cool on that. It does look good. I like the colour. I don't like the design of it. But um yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I guess it's all customization, right? So I guess that wheel thing Porsche will put into that new division that they're doing, you know, where you can upgrade your, you know, um
1: Resto Mod sort now? of
0: division that they're doing. I guess you can. But I mean, you know, do like, Porsche um, offer. We, didn't all we these joke wheels? about it before? I
1: think, um, like, if you go and get on the configurator, isn't it an option to basically make your wheels um, body coloured?
0: But if I wanted nine nine seven wheels from Porsche and I say I want white ones, will they have yep. them now because of this new division? I'd say so. But I want gold ones. I want gold. I want gold. Uh, lobster claws. Have you got a new version of s- lobster claws in gold? Are they going to do the old you wheels? Just go Are they going to offer new yourself? wheels? Huh? So this is
1: possibly where, like, this is. Um, this is my take on it, but I don't know why. Like, if you kind of wanted white nine oh GT3 wheels, um, you just go and buy nine oh GT3 wheels and take them to a, a panel shop and
0: paint them. <laughs> but they're not OEM. It's all about being OEM, yeah. Steve. No, it's not.
1: Like, that's just
0: insane. That's where you got more uh, more money than sense. Um, I don't yeah. know. Who knows? But I think Porsche's on the, I think Porsche's doing a, the right thing. I mean, they are obviously seen a market there. They've seen that they can you oh, know, yeah, be the leader in the market. You know what I mean? They want to have their finger in every pie and then they're missing out and they sort of left it for a bit too long like they always do. Um, we were going to talk about that other car, Steve, but we're running out of time, that Amy Leon Dior um, Porsche That's 911 okay. SC.
1: i tell you what, though. Like, just one sort of thing, though, off the back of what they've kind of released and everything, what, what I really do like about it is that um, – if you kind of compare this to Ferrari, um, you know, like Classiche, I believe they have it's Classiche, It's called. I believe, like with a Ferrari, I wouldn't know, but um, that you know, if you kind of go and modify your Ferrari and you personalize and you do anything vaguely that the factory didn't do, you know, like you you're an outcast kind of thing and you devalued your car to yeah. you know the nth degree. What's really cool about this is that. Um, Uh, What I really do like about the brand is that um, there is room, and it sort of sounds like maybe it's even opening up even further. um, That you know, like individualizing and personalizing your car is being more accepted. You know, like I always kind of grappled with it, even with um, my car. Like, it's not that it's not like a 997 GT3 is that special. I know it's sort of not made in huge numbers, but when you kind of own a car like that, you sort of catch yourself a lot going, ah. you know, changing out the gear knob or painting the wheels a colour that you know wasn't released by the factory. You do catch yourself kind of going, "Ah, oh, am I devaluing the car? Or am I sort of doing something that I sort of shouldn't be doing because it's not like a done thing?" But yeah. Um,
0: yeah, you know,
1: now now push forward <laughs> like you know, I've had this car eight years and I I actually have personalised it quite a bit aesthetically. You know, I've kind of done lots of sort of various bits and pieces, but I'm kind of wondering that, like, if Porsche are now embracing it and, you know, like, I know there are a lot of people out there sort of more yeah. in, my, in my, my kind of attitude, which is, uh, yes, I'd love for it to be OEM, but if I kind of get to play with it and do stuff, um, I wonder if it's sort of being um, embraced even further and it's kind of going to be even more acceptable.
0: Yeah, you're probably right, point. actually. That's a good point. I think you're To right. the
1: point where, like, for example, if I sold my car, I think my 993 suffered from this, actually. My 993 was um, not modified mechanically heavily, but aesthetically it probably kind of was. And it's not necessarily to everybody's taste, but I think it was possibly to the detriment of the value of it. Like, I don't think people would necessarily... I think it turned some people away. Um, but I wonder if this is kind of like a a bit of a new attitude in the Porsche community whether um, it might not devalue the car so much
0: yeah I think you could be right it's embraced by Porsche right it's embraced by Porsche so therefore you know people's view on it changes and I think people were wrong we've said this before about your 993 I think people were wrong because your car was that 993 was so tastefully done and the last time it came up like I said in auto house Hamilton I kept saying to Tasha I wish I had the money I wish I had the money. Because honestly, hmm. you just want to, uh, you know, that car was always well, a great car. It sounded great. It had a great stance. You know, everything about it was was cool. Um, and now the I'd price just change the nylon, colour of the wheels. Uh, yeah, I'd like, change it back know, to like silver. Like we discussed
1: this. Yeah, I'd go back to silver too. Yeah, absolutely. And back in the day, grey wheels was like all the rage and I sort of went there. Um, you know, I picked a factory kind of grey colour. Yeah. But um, if I had the car again, if I could buy it back, then yep. I'd, um, I'd change the wheels back to silver.
0: Yep, that was a great car. Um, but I think hmm. you're right, Steve, it'll, it'll be, you know, it's embraced by Porsche, it'll be embraced by the Porsche community, and the purists will will see it in a different way, I think. I think it'll all change. I think you're right.
1: Yeah, interesting. Be, yeah. like Like, it, it's pretty cool if it is. Like, if that is the case and Porsche embracing it, which kind of gives um, everybody else out there, like, including all the purists, um, almost, like, permission to... sort of tinker with their cars and have a little bit more fun with it yeah um that's pretty cool
0: i think we should keep an eye on it actually i think we should bring it up again in a future episode when more stuff is released about it when they you know because they've only just announced this it was only like a basic press release wasn't it there wasn't a lot of information about it i think we should keep an eye on it and and talk about it again because i think it is an interesting an interesting direction like you said you know embraced by porsche embraced by the porsche community and you know you see things in a different way uh a different light and you know and it's still passion. You know, it's all about the passion of owning a Porsche. And I think I think it's going to be a good thing. I think it's going to be a good thing. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right, mate. I think we're going to kill it. I just all want right, to man. tell everyone, though, because I did bring it up just then. Just do a search. Uh, Amy Leon, A-I-M-E-L-E-O-N, Dore, Dore, however you pronounce it. Porsche 911 SC. That's the fashion company that did the 964 that we talked about on a really earlier episode. It's interesting they've mm. done a 911 SC. We might touch on it next week. We've run out of time this week, Steve. Um, mm. But it's interesting because I, I was thinking in my head the other day when I was running the that the SC is really underrated. I keep thinking what James at Porsche Platz told me about the SC, how great it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, you know, Zuckerman's just bought Seinfeld's SC. Zuckerman and Spike, I think, have both bought it or Plan Z's bought it. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll touch on it next week. But... I think the SC is, 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 is a 911, which is still reasonably affordable um, for now. I think it's that. <laughs> for yeah. now. It's for because now. it's affordable. Yeah, for now. One of the fast, last few affordable ones. Yep. All right, mate. Let's call it. All right. Good All right. Um, have a great week. Um, yeah, you too. Have a good one. Have a good day. Well, are you driving? You're not you driving soon. today, are you? You're driving the Macan no, today, you aren't too.
1: you? I've got a sick wife, so You're I won't be driving today. anything. Turbo. I won't be driving anything.
0: Hey, that's pretty cool. You've got a turbo and you've got a GT3. All <laughs> 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 right, mate. Uh-huh. So, Till next week. See you. All right, everyone. Uh, that was Steve coming in from Sydney. My name is Michael Barth. Thanks for listening to the Porsche Cool Podcast. That's about it. Bye for now.